everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters, unconventional finance advice for the real world. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking today? Mm, I'm good, Matt. And I am polishing off the second... One of the Boulevard Smokestack Series, the sixth glass quadruple ale from my mm-hmm. good friend Drew, mm-hmm. who mailed me the beer, snail mail style. Nice. That's how I like it. Thank you, Drew. Seriously. Yeah. It is the best mail I've ever received in my life. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> Nothing like getting beer in the mail. <laughs> I am uh, drinking water. And you know what? I, I, I chugged through two cups of coffee today, and I still feel pretty drained. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it, it is. Must be the day because it's hot out? to me. It's, it's like, pretty hot, dude. Okay. I, you know, I sweat so much today yeah. with all the windows and doors closed in yeah. here. Yeah, mm. you know, I'm I'm low on like blood sugar or something. Need to rehydrate. Mm. All right, uh, we're answering five listener questions today. But before we do. If you guys have questions, more questions that you want to send in, <laughs> send them in to listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And we want submissions for catchphrases for the beginning of the show. Today's catchphrase, unconventional finance advice for the real world, sent in to us by at M. Harris Writer. So thank mm. you for that. And uh, you can send them in via Twitter. Our Twitter account is at Money Matters Man. And you can send them in for uh, if you want to do it on Facebook, it's fine. Uh, much easier for me on Twitter. But hey. Facebook's cool too. Facebook.com <laughs> slash listen money matters. And Andrew, what do you wanna what's your joke that you wanna make? Um no, no jokes, just serious stuff like how you answer the most questions on Google Plus mm-hmm. and with the quickest response rate. You know, just, uh, All good. right. Let's get into uh the five questions, shall we? Mm. Let's yes, dive sir. in. All right. Question number one comes from Daniel Merrill. Who who is Daniel Morrow? I, I, I don't uh, think we've ever mentioned his name. Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, I don't, I don't know this guy. <laughs> D, check this out. How does a company's quarterly earnings report affect my stock? That's a great question. And does it? Um, it is a great question, and it most absolutely certainly does. Mm-hmm. Um, so the better so- quarterly earnings the chances are the stock price will increase. And and that's the thing is that it's very, very subjective. And like there are expectations that, that aren't even clear until after the fact. Like there so I, I follow very closely Apple's quarterly earnings because okay. I have I have quite a lot of money in there. And um there have been many times where they've beaten analysts' expectations. So Wall Street says they're gonna do X. Apple does better than that, which is always good. Because that means the stock will go up, right? It doesn't go up. Oh, okay. It goes down. And because the thing is, is it's like, well, they made more money than they thought they were going to make, and the profits were better, but they didn't sell as many iPods as they thought. Or or there was... Uh, they were only a little bit more max, not dramatically more, you know. So everyone's like, "Oh, max are you know going out of style." No one's, you know. So the thing is, is like, it's very much like they read. First of all, they're all trying to guess. Like after the quarterly earnings, after the quarterly earnings finish, they're already trying to guess the next one. Mm-hmm. And so up into it, they're just constantly tweaking their estimates. And then after it comes out, they have these like ridiculous expectations. I mean, because they're not there. They don't know what's going on in the company. So they say, I think 4 million Macs should have been sold. 
and only three million were sold, which are still awesome. And it, mm-hmm. you know, Apple could beat the industry, but it, so it winds up being not just the amount of money they bring in or the profit, but also what's happening within the business. Um, and that's probably one of the most major drivers of the stock price are the quarterly earnings. All right. So does the quarterly earnings report affect the stock? Absolutely. But but it could be negative or positive. Could be negative, could be positive. I mean, it could be that Apple releases an earnings report and they just make no no one bought an iPod. You know, obviously it would, the stock would tank. So Okay, but it, if they're doing better, you're saying sometimes it goes down? Even well, if because doing like so for example, Twitter, um, when they do their quarterly earnings, it's not profit loss and how many people. They they have all these Every company has their own core metrics that they use to gauge the. So it's how many timeline views, you know, how many uh, uh, average tweets on average per. You know, well he's saying the, yeah, but he's saying quarterly earnings. So they're talking about money. This this is all discussed in the quarterly earnings. Okay. So so yes, the quarterly earnings. This is like when the CEO and the CFO all go on a call, and the the analysts try and pick them apart, and ask deeper questions and so yes they talk about profit loss and, and that stuff but they also talk about business stuff um and then n- both numbers and the business stuff dramatically affect the price okay there you go let's move on mm. question number two is from let me let me read this one because uh maybe you'll start with it all right this, this is from jackie walters go ahead um home renovations and landscaping how to do it on a budget and then she says in parentheses, we are currently renovating one of our bathrooms and our kitchen, plus landscaping the backyard. So she's got a lot of work going on. Okay. Uh, well, you recently did a home renovation, right? Mm-hmm. In your kitchen. Did you do it on a budget? Um, we did. Okay. What was your budget? Do you remember? You were supposed to answer your side first. But well, I don't, you know what? I, you know, here's the thing. I've mm-hmm. never done any home reservations personally. And mm-hmm. I've never done any landscaping personally. Mm. I thought you did uh, landscaping around hot tubs and stuff. I mean, said. I wrote about it. Yeah, I wrote about landscaping around a hot tub and around a pool, but I had to consult an expert on it. Because I'll tell you what, I've actually done both. Have you? Landscaping I did in the Boy Scouts. I, my Eagle Scout project, you have to do some sort of community service thing. And mm-hmm. so I completely um, re-landscaped the public library uh, in, in the town that I grew up in. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, so so I'll, I'll talk on both. So. Uh, landscaping thing, um, you you gotta like what what I wound up doing is I had a grid paper. Yep. And I and I measured out you know the the space of the yard, whatever, um, where I wanted certain things to go. Some things would stay grass. Some things would be potted plants. Whatever. Yeah. You know, like there would be, for example, like wood that I would use to border off where the plants are. And when when you have the grid paper and it's to scale, then you could properly calculate how much dirt you would need mm-hmm. or how many. Because what happens you go to the plant store and like you really have no idea, one, like how many plants you need. And then like, are you know, is the area sunny or not? And, and so you have to, you have to you know, plan and and. Planning before. first, like don't even go to the flower store until that's like step five, and do it yourself. Know? And and that's the whole thing is it's really not that difficult. I mean, if we're talking about plants, we're digging like holes measured in inches deep. Right. We're not like digging a grave or right. anything. So you could seriously do it yourself, and and you should. Okay. There's a uh, there's something I was I was I was uh, I know I know Laura, your your wife's into this. 
but she's big DIY. Yeah. Well, taking old stuff and repurposing it for mm. you know, um, for instance, like you could take. She has an old skid, mm. like an old uh, pallet, you know, wooden pallet. Right, right. She could take that pallet, paint it, and turn it into a, like a box for a plant. That's actually an awesome idea because you know we've I mean? been debating over what we're going to use it for. Yeah. So there are things like that. Um, I know my dad recently landscaped the front of uh, his house, and mm. he bought uh, just light brick, you know, like uh, just bricks from Home mm. Depot, super cheap bricks, and you know, dug a trench and put the bricks to like kind of surround the plants that were in front of the house, and he did it all himself. Took him a while, but I mean, he was able mm. to do it. I think he did it on uh, a budget. Did it pretty cheap. He built his own wooden box for uh his herb garden out back or his vegetable garden out back oh that's awesome and yeah. then he then he could be proud of the thing that he exactly bought. i mean not bought built and grew and like, you know what he did he huh. built it a certain size so he didn't have to cut any wood so he bought uh-huh. like a specific size pieces of wood that they sell at home depot and he didn't have to get a saw i mean he has one but he didn't have to do any he didn't want to do any cutting so he was just able to build the box based on you know whatever size they were offering over at Home Depot because I asked him why didn't you just do the whole side because it was it's just this one little box. He goes well because I didn't have to cut any wood. Speaking of Home Depot and wood and cutting and stuff like that, um, there was a point and I do think that I will finish it eventually. But I was going to make a DIY teleprompter to do yeah. videos for Listen Money Matters, and so we went to Home Depot, Laura and I, um, and uh, they have this, this scrap wood pile, but it's like legitimately good wood. It's just it's cut. Already, mm-hmm. right? Because some people go there and they'll they'll cut it for free for you, and there's probably enough wood and of the right correct size that you can literally get it cut up, and a lot of the pieces they'll just give to you for free. It's like it's literally there uh-huh. because some dude has to take it and carry it to another location. Right? Like I don't even know if they throw it out or what, but they're lazy or they didn't want to do it. So, so I'll tell you what. As far as like landscaping is concerned, um, start with a budget like. Say how much it's mm. going to be, how much you're going to spend, and then do whatever it takes to to go within that budget, right? So some things you can do to cut costs would be to not buy tools and just borrow them from your neighbor or borrow mm. them from someone else. Uh, that because you're only going to use them like once, you know, unless you're going right. to be something that you're planning on doing multiple times, like a shovel and a wheelbarrow. You may only need you know one time, mm. you know. Uh, you could make your own compost. You know, for soil. So it's True. just a matter of, uh, you know, Pooping having an in the area. Backyard. Yeah, having an area in the backyard and just putting eggshells, coffee grounds, you know, uh, vegetal material, you know, like corn husk or whatever the case may be. Mm. And that way you can start making your own soil for, you can start doing that now so that next summer, when it, you know, next spring when you go to landscape, you're going to have some soil. So, you, uh, and dude, and, if you sit by our window, you might be able to catch like squirrels or raccoons for dinner the uh, next day. That's gross. <laughs> uh, but no, that you know, there's um, uh, for landscaping. There's plants that I know. Well, okay, so in if you have a pool or a mm-hmm. hot tub, like we, I recommend orna- ornamental grasses because they cut down on wind, and right. they actually keep your pool cooler, and they're cheap. And they're also really easy to maintain, and they grow. Wait, ornamental grasses? Yeah. Are these those like really high? Yeah. Mm. So they're easy to um, maintenance. They don't require much maintenance. They are withstand. They withstand the chemicals in the pool. Uh, hmm. They provide wind blocking so that your pool uh, stays cooler or warmer. I'm sorry. Uh, and yeah, they're relatively inexpensive. 
and they look good. They look cool. You know, they're yeah. like I think they're like the grasses you find on top of like the dunes on the beach. You know, those kinds of. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, you know, just just come up with a plan beforehand. Make sure you know how much you're going to spend and stay within that budget. That's all. I mean, mm. you know, if you if you have to sacrifice some areas, get creative with uh, how you use potted plants and uh, how you build. You know, certain areas and the stones that you choose and all that stuff. I mean, it's it's quite possible home renovations. Um, you know, my dad designs kitchens, and you know, he he usually does some higher end stuff. But I mean, there's definitely ways to cut costs there. I mean, uh, the appliances alone. I was going to say, like, one of the big ways we were able to save is oftentimes. Um, I mean, if you're redoing your kitchen, you want to replace all your appliances, like um, Frigidaire or Whirlpool or or whatever. Like these companies. Um, they will, uh, they'll have deals where if you, or Samsung, for example, they'll have deals where if you buy their whole line, mm-hmm. so it, they'll cut a certain percentage off. Yeah. And, and uh, there, there are days that Home Depot or whomever will have a deal so you can get that on top of. Yeah. And we talked about, uh, how the best times to buy, right? Mm. So the best time to buy for appliances is September. Dude, there you go. When all so just show up in out. September and get the whole line of one type. And uh, you probably like double save. Also, uh, you can go to Scratch and Dent because if it's like mm-hmm. if it's if you have a dented refrigerator but it's in the back or it's on a side where it's not going to be seen, then why the hell not? Right, you right. Uh, one way that uh, we saved, um, I mean, save on you can save on labor if you try and find a guy that's you know not in a big company. He's doing his own thing, mm-hmm. so uh, he might be a little bit cheaper. And yeah. then um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For us, and like we don't deal with those guys too. True, exactly, and they may have like Home Depot discounts and stuff. Yeah. So, like um, all of our cabinets, we got like baseline Home Depot. You know, they look awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, what uh, what, what was the last thing I was going to say? Oh, so um, it went up. The costs were were pretty high, and we we could have covered it with cash, but I didn't want to pull out of investments and. Mm-hmm. A lot of these places offer 0% APR. So yeah. we literally did that. And now I just pay like a couple hundred dollars a month and just let that, you know, it doesn't cost me anything. Yeah. But I spread the cost out over time and it makes it a little bit more affordable. I think a good res- uh, resource is HGTV. You know, mm. their website has good stuff, DIYnetwork.com. Uh, even watching those shows are good, especially the ones where they repurpose yeah. stuff. I think that's really cool. Uh, so let's move on to the next question. I hope that answered. Uh, maybe they give you some ideas there. Cool. Um, this one's from Bryant Sherburn. So now I'm actually going to read this one because I want you to start. Or actually, I don't know. Let me just read it. All right, fine. You've discussed side hustles a few times, and you've even given tidbits about your personal experience blogging, but I've always felt there is a massive shadow cast over it. Not necessarily by you guys, just in general. On one hand, you have Joe Rogan saying that he really – or that he doesn't really make any money through his massively successful podcast. But on the other side, you have Adam Carolla treating it as his day job, along with his staff of like 10. That being said, I was hoping you guys could shed some light on the financial viability of podcasting and blogging separately and or in conjunction with one another. At the end of the day, are you guys making any money losing it? I know that's not the only reason to do it, but it certainly isn't a bad thing. Hmm. So I, I I saw this question and um, I know that that 
we can talk about this for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. And we literally do talk about it for hours and hours and hours. Not on and the I'll, podcast. Off, off, off the off, podcast. Yeah, offline. Yeah. I mean, we're always talking about what can we do? What's the next thing? And it's, it's not all about money. But I thought it would be a great chance to kind of break down the wall and just like let people know like what our story is and, and you know. Okay. So um, right now. I think last month we made $540 um, total on the blog and podcast. Uh, may- maybe there was a little few other things, so maybe it goes to like 550 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, not, so we didn't make that much. Um, and that is through affiliate relationships. So, for example, if you uh, sign up for Zipcar, um, we through get through our a, website. Through our website. Through like listenmoneymatters.com slash zipcar, mm-hmm. we, we get a little cut. We also get a little cut if you sign up for listenmoneymatters.com slash betterment. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that while we did make, you know, maybe a little less than $550, uh, the blog is, the whole setup is costing us much more than that. Um, well, the whole we, business right now is costing us more than that. Yeah. So right now, um, Right we, now, we are we, we are meaning n- we meaning me yeah uh, are, are losing money, but we we're not doing it purely for money. I I want to quit my job, and I want Matt to also not wither away and die with mm-hmm. no food. Mm-hmm. But uh, really, like this is the funnest thing I've ever done in my life. All right, so to give you um, Bryant, I I want to say that yes, for the podcast, there is it's definitely a viable business. Because and, and we have a plan. Like, yeah, yeah. So you look at somebody like uh, Mark Marin, who runs a podcast called WTF, which I listen to. That dude makes fourteen thousand dollars an episode on that. Now, granted, he gets a shit ton of downloads every time he and he released two episodes a week. So what's four- he's also exponentially more popular than we are. Yeah. So uh, basically, he gets he makes a hundred and he makes basically a hundred thousand dollars a month. His podcast brings in that much money. Now, I don't know how much he's paying for, you know, hosting and having he has an editor that does his podcast. He has, you know, expenses. He sends out merch. There's there's expenses that he has, just like there's expenses that we have. So we have, you know, we have somebody who writes our blog posts for the podcast for us and helps us uh, you know, Candace. Goes, yeah, Candace goes through them and edits them and we pay her. And then there's uh, you know, the, the we have to host the podcast somewhere because they're big media files and we pay close to a hundred dollars a month for that and then we have to host the site which we also pay close to a hundred dollars a month for that yeah we have to host the site which is separate from the podcast um, we have a b testing tools so to try and see what you guys like and react to best yeah so i mean there's a lot of there's overhead for sure um but it can be profitable but it t- in in the uh the side hustle of blogging which is what he's asking about specifically it's one of those things that takes time so well he's asking about both yeah but- so i and i want to go on to what my stuff is and i have a website called swimuniversity.com where i teach people how to take care of their pools and spas and i do videos and infographics and i write articles and i've had the site for plus four plus years but I really only started working hardcore on it for the last two years when I was laid off from my job. And now I can tell you that I've made close to $40,000 this year so far from affiliate links through Amazon. So like if I write a post about how to shock your swimming pool, 
I will include links to buy the shock and other things that you need. And people go on Amazon and they buy those things, among other things, too. And I get commissions for that. Uh, at, at no cost to the people who come on the site, it's just that's how Amazon you know, gets traffic to their website mm-hmm. and they pay me a commission. And we're talking about 7% on a thing, right? So, But it all adds up when you have traffic. And it, it took me years to, to build that traffic. Also, I just want to say an interesting thing with Amazon is if you link someone to go buy shock for their pool mm-hmm. and they also buy a, uh, buy a children's book, yeah, you will make 7% on both. Exactly. So Amazon could be potentially... Very lucrative. Yeah, very lucrative. And it is, it, it absolutely is for me. Actually, for you, it is very lucrative. Yeah, and it has, and this is the first year I'm using Amazon. So, mm-hmm. and it's been uh, a godsend. So, uh, it is possible, but you need the traffic and you need the audience. So, we are, uh, like on some University, I spent four years developing my style of writing and the way I do videos. And I've, I did everything myself. I have very little overhead for that website. I'm talking like maybe a hundred bucks a month. No, I don't even want to say it that much because I I am unlike Andrew. I don't I do everything myself or at least try to do everything myself. And I spend as least amount of money as possible running the website. And that's fine. It works. uh, And it gets roughly like twenty five hundred people a day to the website in the summer. So that's this year. Last year was like five hundred. So, you know, it's just a matter of constantly writing and making videos and doing all kinds of things to build traffic. The podcast is the same way. It's a, it's the reason why we went to a daily podcast. It's because the more stuff we put out there, you know, the more chances uh, somebody's going to download and like something and, and become a fan of the podcast, the more listeners we have. Eventually, what our goal is, is to is to get sponsored by somebody mm. and like like Betterment, for instance, who can come on, who will come on the show. I'll do a live read commercial and they will pay us, you know, for that. And that's how, uh, you know, you, you mentioned Adam Carolla. That's how he makes his money. That's how Mark Marin from WTF makes his money. Um, that's how Joe Rogan makes his money. Uh, even though he says he doesn't, he probably breaks even or at least gets enough sponsorship to break. It could even. be that he's building his personal brand. I mean, he's well, on Joe TV. Rogan's, he no, makes- well, Joe's Rogan's been around and he does. He has other jobs. I think he mm-hmm. uh, is the commentator for WFC or UFC. Yeah. Oh UFC? yeah. Yeah. So he has yeah. other other jobs. Whereas Adam Carolla is full time. Mark Marin. Is used to be full time, but now he has a show on IFC. Uh, same with a comedy Bang Bang that he makes a lot of money, and he has multiple shows in his network called Earwolf Media. So there's like, it, there it's it's definitely lucrative. However, um, you know there is a lot of podcasts out there that make no money, and we're I, one of them right now. But we hmm. plan on on monetizing. Uh, I will say soon. that that we've been growing uh, extremely quickly, yeah. and I mean we owe it to all of you guys. I, I'm actually very surprised that. Um, people like us. <laughs> I thought we were just going to be another noise in the crowd. I, I think the thing that I've learned is if you try and bring value first above all and you just really just go out there, um, then you'll have a fighting chance. And there'll still be tons of competitors. You know. Yeah, so uh, I guess at the end of the day, are you guys making any money? Uh, off list and money matters? No. Not yet. No, I mean, we're, we're losing money, but uh, this year... Hopefully, we will start. And I will say that on my website, Swim University, which is, allows me to do this full time, that, that site allows me to be where I am right now. It allows me to do this as a full time gig. Um, that does make me money. Uh, not a ton, but enough to survive as a single man in living with my brother. Honestly. So that's it. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. And I, I again, we could, we could take this subject on a 
friggin' terror. We could talk about this all goddamn day. In fact, there are yeah. billions of podcasts that talk specifically about online stuff like this and how to make money. Um, we, uh, Brian, that's if you what, wanna- that's why we have like rare people on to talk about it, but we try to not do too much of that ourselves. Just yeah. Cause, cause yeah. there's so many and there's so many we'd re- we could recommend. And Brian, if you want us to recommend you some, just send an email again and we'll, un- mm. if you get, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll turn you on a specific podcast if you're interested in getting into that. So and, I mean, problem. if not even email, then just like Google plus. Yeah. <laughs> <Asshole>. <laughs> Uh, so I had to. Re- I'm going to go to number four, and this is mm. from Kanisha Brownie. Lee. And, oh, Brownie, is that an L? Brownie. I'm sorry. I thought it was an IE. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, Kanisha Brownlee. Sorry. Uh, so I had to replace my AC unit at my house. I got three estimates and settled on one that was $3,300. I live in Georgia, so I tried to make a good decision, but it's hot. Anyway, now I have $3,300 credit card bill. Should I, number one, suck it up and pay it over time at about 21% interest? I hate credit card debt, though. Or, number two, use some of my cash reserves in my Fidelity account. This is the money I have contributed, so no taxes, no fees will be incurred. Thank you both so much for the advice you can give me. I have about $150 a month I can I can dedicate to paying this off, but I was just wondering what you think I should do. So, good question, because uh, it... From what I understand, it's damn hot in Georgia. It's it not is. just like hot. It's like oppressively hot. I believe they call it Hot Lana for a reason. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can absolutely understand you need the, the AC working. Um, she has it. Mm. She had to replace it. So she replaced it, So and she now she a, has this bill. Yeah, she used a credit card, and their credit card has a 21% interest rate, and she's saying, should I just you know, suck up the 21% interest rate and pay it off or use cash reserves from her Fidelity account? So um, there, there's a couple ways that you could do it. One, obviously, we're gonna say twenty-one interest, twenty-one percent interest is just shitty. D- never that the answer is never. To I actually have it on an, the I actually card. have an idea. I, I have some ideas too. Okay. But, but you tell me first. I think she should take out another credit card with zero percent. Yeah, zero percent. Boom! That was, that was one of that yeah. was my and transfer yeah. it over. And then paid off slowly over time, but with 0%. So I think that's an awesome idea. Mm-hmm. And I would say one other possible idea is, look, you, you could use your Fidelity account to pay it down. It sounds like um, you know, if you have $150 a month, you could dedicate to paying it off. That's like what? I don't know. So, not 100 years, but it's a damn long time if you're taking it. You know, you know so, what, too? Uh, yeah, but I want to mention that the Fidelity account, she has cash reserves in there. Is that an emergency account? Because if it is... I would mm. consider this an emergency. True. You True. could die. You could die in a house that doesn't have air conditioning. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think she's old because she knows, she know even knows what a podcast is. But I do know old people die all the time from heat. Yeah. So look, do you know why? You know what a lot yeah. of them do? A yeah. lot of them uh, put fans in their house, and they basically create a conve- convection oven situation. They're just pushing the hot air around and making it hotter. <laughs> it's not funny because they. No, it's not funny. That was actually me crying. I was annoyed. Oh, okay. Crying. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so what else? Do you have any, any other ideas? I don't know how much you have in your Fidelity account. I don't know if that's everything you have, you know, in life, and it would just zero you out. So, another possibility of zero percent APR is not an option, or if the length of the the term of zero percent APR is, is not long enough, so you could pay it off. I think that um, $3,300 is, is a pretty low amount to request on something like Lending Club. 
And because it's a pretty low amount, um, the interest rate is likely going to be very low. So if you have decent credit, uh, that could be an option where maybe you'd expect to pay like an 8% interest rate or less. Right. And actually, any, anything better than 21%. I mean, like, yeah, literally everything is better than that. I don't think I'd actually challenge you to find much worse than that. Well, so, yeah, I would say that I would never pay 21% interest rate. I would take cash out of my Fidelity account before I would ever tap into 21%, before I would ever pay a credit card company any amount of interest, personally. Mm. Like, yeah. I would take money out of my Betterment account to not have to pay a credit card oh, company absolutely. interest. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, it's hurting my growth, but so is 21% interest. The debt is hurting it yeah. way more. Way, way, yeah. way more. Uh, so I think that that answers that. Mm. Hopefully, Kanisha, you will uh, – I hope I'm saying your name right, but I hope that helps. If you need more, uh, you know you know how to email. Or just Google+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Number five, last question from Ian McLaughlin. Now I have to ask uh, if that's what, my phrase. That's my catchphrase. What is? I have to ask. Yeah, well, I have to ask if his last name is actually spelled McLaughlin, like I'm seeing it, or if it's like I've because my I have a friend named like McLaughlin, last name McLaughlin, and it's spelled like McLaughlin. Oh, really? Instead of like McLaughlin, like a gun Glock. No, Ian was telling me he has a, a sister, Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, my God. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, Ian. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. right, here we go. My job is very physical, and I don't have many years left to be doing what I'm doing before I need to consider an alternative way to make a living. So kicking this investment and saving strategy into high gear is of vital importance. Uh, so my main question is, which you may have covered on a podcast episode I've listened to, what advice do you guys you have, have for the freelancer who never has the same income from month to month? Well, that's me. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I, could, I could definitely talk on strategy, but um, what did you do? Because you had quite some time where Listen Money, I mean, where Swim University was not making much money, mm -hmm. and you were also not able to count on income with SwimU. Right. So I was collecting unemployment during, those, during that time. When I was when I was essentially not working for anybody, so I had that backup income. Then that dropped off one day, and then <laughs> I had I had no savings, I had nothing. I had I didn't save any of that social or social security. I didn't save any of that unemployment money. I went from getting a you know what was it sixteen hundred dollar check every two weeks to not getting that. And you got sixteen hundred dollars every two weeks. No, from I'm sorry, twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. I was like, dude, I'm going on unemployment. I got twelve hundred every two weeks. Still not bad. Basically, it was six hundred a week. Not bad, right? Uh, but then it dropped, and then I was like, shit, I gotta do something. <laughs> so um, I ended up selling sponsorship uh, on my swim university, and I got a lump sum of cash from doing that. And I tucked that money into my account. But so his, his main question is any advice for a freelancer who never has the same income month to month? Yes. So my, my advice is to do as much work. And I told him this in, on Facebook. Mm. This is the only really – this is the only way I can see this working out is I took – like I did a sprint – and I did the same exact thing when I was in credit card debt. I did like a, a freelance sprint where I like really hustled 
to get as many jobs as I possibly could. I did a lot. I did this with website design specifically. And I know it's not, you said it's a physical job. This wasn't a really physical job, but it's more of a mental job. Uh, it still takes time, but I did a sprint. I did a lot of work in a very short amount of time and collected a big lump sum check, like a, a series of checks, but a big lump sum of money. And I mm. used it to pay off my credit card debt. I did the exact same thing when I lost my unemployment. I was like SOL, right? So, mm. I, so I, when we teamed up, it was right around the time we teamed up, and it wasn't because of that, but we ended up selling all the advertising space out on my website in a matter of We came of like up with month. your like Hail Mary strategy. Yeah. And I was you- able to bank like twenty grand. I got like twenty grand in one shot and I just banked it and put some of it into uh Betterment and not much. <laughs> There's like nothing left of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I basically created a giant cushion for myself very quickly. So that way I had enough money to survive for the next couple of months until I knew I was going to be making more money. And I didn't know that I was going to be making more money. So I just had to – You just had my promises. Yeah, I just had – yeah, <laughs> I, I mean I had help. I mean Andrew was there as a as – a, not he – was, he wasn't giving me money, but he was there as like a companion to say, you know, here's what you – We worked on the strategy together to make sure that – yeah. But bottom line is if you're a freelancer, I suggest that you do whatever it takes in a short amount of time to do as much work as possible and get a big payday, right, or a series mm. of paydays to make something big and then using that as your cushion. And then that just becomes your cushion. That doesn't that doesn't mean you stop working. That means you just built up this little like pillow in case, you know, a couple months you go by with no income, at least you have something to fall back on. So I have an idea. Okay. Um, and it maybe ties into to a previous question, but uh, I was talking with uh, a buddy before. Well, I actually, actually, I think I was talking to Laura before because um, we were talking about uh, when, when we first came to the apartment, our sink would leak constantly, and I wanted to stop the leaking, so I went on YouTube to learn how to yeah. basically. Stop the water. Take my the piece of my sink apart. You know we're not talking it. about home renovations anymore, right? I I know okay. we're not talking about home renovations. And the, the the point is is that this guy made this video that I then needed to fix my sink. And the thing is, you are doing something that requires manual labor. So I'm saying that what you could do while you're actually doing your current job, like actually doing it. Have someone film you doing it, yeah. and then just explain what you're doing, because uh, Matt only has 34 videos on YouTube, and they're only of pool stuff. So that's already like a pretty limited audience, um, and he makes uh, roughly $500 a month on YouTube ads. Yeah, the things that you skip every after four seconds. So what you could do, if you don't even have to do the whole website thing, you don't have to do like the business whatever. Just the, we're, we're at this inflection point where what, you're coming to listen to Money Matters because you want to learn how to do personal finance. People are going to the internet to learn things. And it's kind of usurping this whole college thought because you can learn online for free. And then like people like Google pay you and or advertisers pay you. So I'd recommend on your way out of your skill, document the shit out of it. Yeah. And then Repurpose throw it up it. on YouTube. Make, make yeah. articles about it. Whatever. I actually told him this on Facebook. I said, find a way to make passive income. And I said, if whatever you're doing, teach it. 
yeah. to somebody else. And Seriously, I mean, literally everyone who's listening, you all do something. You you should really be just be documenting it and teaching people because it takes you a really nominal amount of time. You create it once and it'll earn you money forever. Hopefully, if you do it. Hopefully, right. yeah. Uh, and that's that's where it kind of gets dicey because it's like you could do it and it n- do jack shit for you. But, but I will, literally, you could record on the iPhone or something. You as know what? Awesome. And I was, that's what I was going to mention is uh, there was a guy – my, my brother got a garage door opener for his like for Christmas or something for his house. Mm. And I was like, yeah, oh, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to you know put the garage door opener on. And I went on YouTube, how to install a Chamberlain blah, blah, blah garage door opener. Mm. There was a guy who had a 40-minute video on how to do it step-by-step, step, and he did it all while holding the iPhone in his own hand. So you never saw his face. He just explained each step with his iPhone. Oh, dude, that's brilliant. And, and like, he was even like getting on the ladder to like install it, but holding his iPhone at the same time. He was like, oh, this is dangerous. <laughs> and I'm like, that video, well. It got you guys through it. it well, no, we didn't do it ourselves. We hired somebody. But <laughs> <laughs> the point is, is that that video existed. And it. I don't know. I don't remember if it had an ad on it or not, but I'm sure like a lot of people look for that and have found that mm. helpful i mean i found it helpful just i watched the whole thing the I didn't fact even, that you found it and you probably had to watch it multiple times i watched it order. one time and i was like oh i can definitely do this and then i decided i didn't want to do it mm. but i was like i'm just gonna hire somebody but my point is is that you know if somebody goes on i mean i, ha- I have a video on how to replace the sand and the sand filter it's very I, specific I, I watched that dude and i after i watched it i'm like wow this is something i never want to do yeah you never <laughs> yeah but it's my most successful video it has the most views and it, it makes the most money there you go. Because people want to know how to do it. I'm just saying. Right, I could, is, I could imagine idea. the amount of effort and stuff. It's an expensive thing if you have someone come to. Yeah, it is expensive. Yeah, you. I mean, watching that video, you'd save like 400 bucks. See, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like I'm looking at. I'm like, I would never want to do this, but it's when not I hard. See the bill, yeah. then I'll be uniquely motivated to, to do it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I mean, thank you, uh, Ian, Kanisha, Bryant, uh, Jackie, and of course Daniel for those questions. And look, we uh, the you picked two questions that kind of go into uh, that could be detailed out even more. And again, I, uh, we don't really want to go down the road of like how to make money online. That's not what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, we want to help you manage your, your money. Mm-hmm. And but that there said, there may be some undisclosed time where we yeah, of course, carefully weighed there. But but look, we we know tons of resources where we learned. Yeah. And I mean, if you have, like, for example, smartpassiveincome.com, fizzle.co. Yeah. Like, there's, I mean, we, we had, uh, you know, a couple people on the blog, like um, Jim Wang, his, his whole, like, blog, and he has a podcast as well. They're uh-huh. awesome. Yeah. I mean, my, my dad's been listening. He's been telling me that he really loves it. And it's super helpful. And, you know, we'll occasionally have these people on so, to help you. But, yeah. uh, if you have any specific questions, just ask us. We'll yeah. point you in the right direction. We'll be straight up honest with you. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. we just told you how much we made, like from yeah, from it. which I'm, is basically you'll, you, you won't you, you won't okay, get that. Matt anywhere makes five hundred fifty dollars. Andrew loses enough dollars. Yeah. So <laughs> that's it. Uh, if you guys have more questions you want us to answer on the show, you can email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And, of course, we'd love you to leave a review on iTunes. It's literally the, the lifeblood of our podcast, I think. Yeah. Uh, that and subscriptions on iTunes and Stitcher, of course. Downloads are important. And that's how we're eventually going to monetize this podcast and make some money, hopefully. So uh, I want to read a review that we got from M3 or underscore M3 underscore from the United States. 
Finally, money management advice for the rest of us. Five stars. Short. These guys tell it like it is. If you want money management tips that you can actually use, this is the place to find it. Perfect. Mm. Two sentences. Short review. That's really all we need. But if you want to go into detail, they're great too. Everything's great. Love it. Last but not least, if you want to learn more about personal finance and money management, you know where to go. ListenMoneyMatters.com. And I want to mention real quick, uh, there's a video that I did, a one-minute video uh, on a summer money-saving tip that we are trying to get a lot of views for so that we can win $1,000 because <laughs> we're losing money <laughs> every every month. But we want to take that money and use it to make more videos. We have uh, teaming up with a, with a gentleman to make some more cool animated videos, and we need some capital since we're not making money on the podcast. So we're up to winning video <laughs> contest. So uh, that's it. Oh, by the way, you can go to listenmoneymatters.com slash videos to see that video and just just watch it. It's all you need to do. Just mm. one minute, and it's kind of funny at the end. Make sure you stick to the end. Last like 20 seconds. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you again for the questions, and we look forward to the next episode. So later, Andrew. Later, Matt. <laughs> <laughs>